Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Key podcast, where all the topics that you have been thinking about in the Far Key we're bringing all the way to the front of the line because it needs its limelight. And here we are with the beautiful, talented, educated, gifted, Humble. sexy, none of that, none of that. <laughs> So humble. Sit down, bro. Ha nara. It's lovely to be here, fams. I have missed you both very much. Oh, we love you. My family. <sighs> honestly, this mother to many, she's, I you're know. honestly mother to everybody, cousin to everybody. Like <laughs> <laughs> Friend to everyone, but at the same time, just a universal connection is what I would best describe you. You've just got a connection with everybody. No, I just try to be authentic, Kate. Mm. So, and you invite everyone else to do that as well. Yeah, for yep. sure. That's that's my jam at the moment. That's the that's the journey I'm on. Kate Hanara, please introduce yourself and your pronouns. It's lovely to be here, fams. Uh, <laughs> my name is Kate Hanara. Uh, I tell everyone that I come from Hamilton because this is where most of my life was lived. Even though uh, I was born in Wellington, and my dad is from Hastings. Mm. Um, he's Ngāti Kahunganu, Tūwhare Tō Tainui, but he's that's my Māori side, and my mother is from Scotland, little coast on the a little city on the east coast called Aberdeen, beautiful old city. Mm. So I have a very blended cultural background. Yeah, mm. and what are your pronouns? My pronouns, I don't know. What anyone, whatever anyone feels comfortable with. Uh, I identify as female. I'm Straight? Question mark. Does it? <laughs> Question mark. We've all been adventurous, you know. But, um, yeah. Okay, family cool, as. I, I, yeah. I, um, I, I have some family members and other friends who have difficulty with finding the right pronouns. Um, and I'm very fortunate and blessed to not have that in a conflict. Mm. So I don't care what anyone calls me. Mm. Just call me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's my um, number. Yeah, no, I, I am fortunate <laughs> to not have had to, I don't have to deal with that. It's, mm. it's, it, yeah. It's challenging at times. I can imagine. And um, I've seen my sister, I've seen them go through um, various states of difficulty and and then success um, in finding her pronouns, but. I'm allowed to call her my sister because that's how we were birthed. Mm, so I'm the only mm. one that's allowed to have a female, a, a, a feminine name for her. And I'm like, that's your name. That's not your description. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, there's a relationship there as well. Beautiful. So, oh, yeah. And I guess mm. trust as well. Yeah. She's that you sister. know more than that. Yeah. More than that label. Yeah. Yeah. It's she's beautiful. In, she's my blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, All right. If they want to be called them or sis or whatever. She wants to be called. Yeah. Mm. I just got to try and remember all the time because I'm so terrible. <laughs> no, it's a learning opportunity for everybody involved. Yeah. I, fi- uh, I find it's uh, been a little bit of a journey because she lives in Melbourne. So I only get to see her in certain times. And so mm. I just drop out of that thing and I'll, mm. I'll call her sis. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But it's different. Like when uh, I've got some colleagues that I work with as well, but I see them every day. So mm. it's a bit mm. more habitual. Yeah. That's a really lame excuse that I don't see her that much, so I forget. But you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah. no, it's Getting into bit. my groove. Mm. Mm. And the fact that you're even trying yeah. speaks volumes. Yeah, look. She's my blood. 
Yeah. Yeah, but some people don't have that for Kato, you know. Yeah. I'm very fortunate that all my siblings were all really close. So. Mm. Yeah. Warm fuzzies. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell us about the communities and community that you um, see yourselves either belonging to once upon a time or belong to currently. And don't limit yourself to, to time and space. So you could go all the way to preschool, primary school, high school, all the different communities that you feel have, have shaped you in a positive and negative experience. So uh, no my, limits. Yeah. All right. Uh, I was raised in a Mormon household. Mm. Uh, and it was—I want to say it was very secular, but it was very—but uh, it wasn't. It was—it was quite a diverse range of different types of personalities at church that we grew up with. Um, and we had over to our house, and we interacted with like numerous times um, during the week. Like uh, Tuesdays was young women's, and like mm. Saturdays was usually some other activity, and all of this kind of stuff. Um, and I guess it was quite secular, globally speaking, because we only really socialised heavily um, with those other Mormon families um, within our community. Um, but I thought they were all as weird as every, everybody mm. else. So it, it, I didn't ever think that I was being closed off to that Yeah. Um, until I hit my teens and my 20s and became naughty. Mm. <laughs> um, and discovered other <laughs> things like boys and alcohols, you know. <laughs> um, and, and, but then uh, it was just a lived experience. Like it wasn't a, I don't, I don't look at back at that community as being a bad one because actually I learned a lot from that, and yeah. I'm fortunate to have had a really good childhood. Some parts mm. were difficult, like everybody's, but I know that I didn't have as many difficult experiences as some other people did. Mm. So mm. my Dad made a point to keep us safe because he went through um, a whole lot of uh, sexual and emotional and physical abuse and all that kind of stuff. So his way of protecting us was to take us to church, which actually it worked out, Dad. So Man, shout out to him. Yo, yeah. He had his missions cut out for him. But yeah. So that was, uh, that was a very heavy community that I was involved in and identified with for a number of years. I even went to a Mormon university, yo. Uh, I spent two years at BYU Hawaii. <gasps> oh. uh, met a boy, got pregnant with my son. <laughs> Shout out to him. Yeah, too many joints on the beach. <laughs> yes! <laughs> legalize. <laughs> Everybody vote. Make yeah, sure you legalize Definitely that. legalize, man. Come on. Stop mucking around. Yeah. <laughs> Let's catch up with the rest of the yeah, world. Totally. Um, and then, as when I came back to New Zealand, uh, I found myself in this single mum wins community. So I went through the DP, DPB when it was still there um, and then put myself through uni, got work. But it was all very uh, – my uni community was actually really important to me. Mm. That was quite formative. Mm-hmm. Like when you have uh, a child and by yourself, because I was a single mum the whole time, you kind of forget who you are. You just become the mum. Oh yeah, yeah. but I, I feel obligation to do this or I feel obligation to do that. And so um, my uni family, and they really are my family now, I just caught up with one of them on the way here, um, <laughs> became very important to me and I still have, maintain those relationships really well. Mm. Yeah, they're absolutely 100% my family. And now that I've left uni many moons ago, um, I have a very strong work family. So... Yeah, created a lot of uh, really 
uh, valuable relationships because we're under pressure in a work situation. I'm just like, right, we've got to walk through this fire to get to the other side, guys. What are we going to do? Mm. So I'm right, you get the truck, I'll get the forklift, let's go. Um, but going through those experiences at work have become incredibly tight um, with a number uh, of, of friends in Auckland and around the country, the world, I guess, who I consider family as well. They're, they're my current community, I would probably say, mm-hmm. because that's my life at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have work post-COVID. Hey, <laughs> come Yo. on. Come on. For sure. Yeah, Particularly so, in that industry, yeah. Yeah, so um, those would probably be my three strongest communities mm. that I identify with actively. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just so grateful that you're willing to come share yeah. Like no one has to share this mm. stuff. And I find often the communities people do talk about are communities that maybe aren't often talked about, like mm. single mum communities. Oh yo, single mum single mum community power. Yeah, like that's such What does support look like woman. in that in that community? Or what did support look like for you in that community? Yeah. I'll tell you some stories about when I was at uni. So me and my girl Ruth and I just popped in to see her on the way um, down in the last couple of weeks. We um, reconnected after, like, not that we never disconnected, mm. but we got to have a, a few catch-ups um, mm. over just some different life situations. Like, And it's instantly back to the to the other moments of when we were younger. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and a bit more affluent times probably just hey girl and everything all Mm. our conversations have slipped right back into that since day one so I haven't lost any of that familial connection um with her or my single mum community even though we haven't seen each other for many moons it's like hey girl how's the kids Mm. how's everything going and catch up and share traumas and all of that kind of stuff so Single mum community uh, at uni, we all babysat each other's kids so we, the other ones could go out <laughs> straight up. That's cool. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I've got no babysitting today. I've got to go to a lecture. Leave it with me, girl. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Villages, eh? Yeah, villages. Find your village. Yeah. Find your daughter. Yeah. Did you, was there a heavy stigma around being a single mother in that time during, and for all of you to like, you know, have each other is a great thing, but was there stigma outside of that? Village? Oh yeah. Uh, lining up for wins to get food grants. Like, come on. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, dealing with systems like that feels quite dehumanizing. And there was times when um, the benefit system, Ministry of Social Development, had a bit better. Thing. You, used to, you got a case manager and you'd see that person all the time so you could develop a relationship with them. Mm. Like, hey, you know that thing I talked about? It's happened again. What help can I access? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now costs have need to be cut. And you become a number now in the system. So there's a lot of um, pastoral care that's not available at a government level mm. uh, at that. So we get it from each other now. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, single, single mums at uni wasn't too much of a thing. Other, there was a class, definitely a, a class difference I, I felt at uni because I used to hang out with all the Māori management students and we were stigmatised as, oh, you guys are the ones that got all the money. And it's like, actually, we put a, together a proposal and we got it legally. So check yourself. 
it's a... <laughs> we did yeah. it through your system? Yeah, we did it through your system, actually. We and we enabled this these benefits to be had, so watch me. <laughs> Enjoy my privilege, which yeah. I worked hard for. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. a, a lot of... Uh, yes. Yeah, a lot of other students at uni were like, oh, my God, you have a kid. I'm like, yeah, he's like six now. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever. I'm over it, so yeah. should you. Or, or whatever. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to the, we're going to the dons. We're going to go get pissed. I'm like, I'm sorry. I've got to go do my grocery shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Different priorities, right? Yeah, but um, uh, not too – it wasn't too aggressive. I mean, there was – you're always going to be looked down for mm. having, oh, you're not able to do as much as we are. I'm like, actually, I can do more. Yeah. yeah I just haven't shown you yet. So catch you up. Did you feel in those spaces that you had to prove, your, not prove yourself, but like work extra hard to be 100%. seen as the same as the other students who were single parents? Yep. Uh, even down to how we dressed. Wow. Uh, really? Not being, oh, yeah. Um, not being taken seriously in class. Um Wearing track pants to uni. I remember I wore track pants once and I saw these girls on the other side of the class. I'm like, oh my God, what is she wearing? I'm like, fucking clothes, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) More than you. (laughs) Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. You were too strong there. I was like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. um, And that was more to do with their experience that obviously come from Mm. a different privileged background where they're probably still loot. I mean, this is just an assumption myself. They have different finances going on home. Mm. They had no idea that I'm living by myself in a little two-bedroom unit on Grey Street with a kid on the DPV. They mm. they just didn't know. Mm. And that continues to this day. Mm. Like I walk it. oh, yo, I got a story for you about rice. Yes, go there. <laughs> go on. Uh, I was stage managing at Auckland City Limits um, at Western Springs uh, and I walked in early onto site and this other lady was beautiful, styled hair, this whole coiffed thing going on. And I, I walked in with uh, two coffees and she's like, oh, are those for me? I'm like, no. And I carried on. She's like, oh, you need to unpack the car and you like go over here. I'm like, no, this is my stage. I believe that you're my staff today. You're not due here till 10 o'clock. So, uh, uh, constantly to this day. Just like little what? little racial quips like that. She assumed that I was her labour for the day. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm the boss today. So, Whoa. Like it, even just um, How? last. Oh, my God. How are people so fucking dumb? Even just last summer, just like little things where people go, uh, go oh. Um, it was a big tour that I was involved in in February, March. Mm. I'm sorry. Um, my mouth is still open because I'm like, that still happens in 2020? Oh, yo. So me and my son, we walked into site to rehearsals. Um, this guy who I was working alongside with on stage just like looked at me and said, and we were dressed nice. Like mm. I bought expensive clothes for this reason. He goes, oh, labor is around the back. I'm like, just stared at him. I'm like, this is my job. My name is Kate. That's my stage. What's your name? <laughs> mm. So I can write it down. But to this day, bro. And do you think it's amplified by being a woman? Yes, 100%. Ew! They see my shaved head and mm. uh, and assume that I'm not in a position of authority. I'm like, no, I know what, exactly what I'm talking about. I'm educated, I'm smart. And That's so fucked up. Yeah, but 
mean, that's light compared to some of the other oh, people that were. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, like I feel like you're giving us like the 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 surface level the things. Top ten percent. Yeah, yeah, but really, I feel like it's if if you're if you can recognize that happening. Oh yeah. Like the like underlying the philosophies. Are, and even as like a person who who's going into those spaces from a position of authority, mm. imagine what's happening to like the labor. Yeah. Crew, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. Fuck uh, that's like shit. Yeah, I made a point of like being extra nice to the the labor crew. Hey guys. Yeah. My name's Kate. Can you please help me with move, moving these boxes? Thank you. That guy over there. Yeah, just ignore him. Come with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good on you. Uh, yeah, but no, no racism. No. Honestly, Cons- continues to be a big thing. And how do you like? How do you deal with it? Yeah. What how do you support back, Bit of sass. Yeah. Roll back. It's like, hey, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna clap you out for that. Does it ever get to you? Oh, yeah, sometimes. But I've learned to become vocal about it and call mm-hmm. people out. They don't know. People don't know to stop being dicks unless you let, let them know. Mm. Actually, bro, that was inappropriate, and I'll tell you why. Mm. X, Y, Z. Rather than, like, you being a dick yeah. and leaving it at that. Well, sometimes I, sometimes I can be a dick. Yeah. Sometimes you need to be a dick because yeah, sometimes lessons sure. need to be learned a bit of a hard way, but... I've, Often I'm in a position of authority and I'm usually the only female on site mm. or one of very few females and I'm the only brown female on site. So mm. it's like, hey, mate, you need me to get my dick out? <laughs> basically, basically. Bigger than yours anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can like slap a, you in the face one Yeah, night. if we want to get in that conversation, let's take a seat because I've got some notes. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, I've got I've got you. How do you want them presented? Mm. All right, so tell us your fakaro around support because I feel like we had to stop you and me and me and Kelsey literally had to stop you <laughs> because you were already spitting fire and mm. we haven't even started. So Hi. what what tell us um, the Kateology? Hustle my mixtape. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I was gonna start beatboxing, but then I realized it's bad for the mic. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I tell can't us. Hear wax lyrical. <laughs> Just. Uh, um, so I'll tell you, um, in leading into that question, maybe you can pull me back on track because I'll probably wander no, off. No limits, go there. Um, I'll tell you about a situation that I had recently uh, where I, I relied on my village. Uh, so it's just over a month ago. Uh, my ex and I have been in a very tumultuous relationship for the last nine or ten years or something. Um, and about a year and a half ago, we decided to call it quits. Um, I eventually moved out and he had some personal issues uh, which resulted in me moving back in um, during the first COVID lockdown. Mm. There was some self-harm and some dangers around, so I made the decision to go back because that's the person I wanted to be, that if even though we didn't get along, if someone needed me, I should be there. Hard. Um, And if if the situation was the other way around... Would I expect them to help me? Yes. Mm. So it was important for me to be that person's village. Um, during the last month or two, I found out I'm not the person's village anymore. Um, and we had, he things got violent and he was arrested. So uh, I won't go into his charges because mm. it's his business. Mm. Um, but things were quite um, things were quite tough. And he was arrested for what he did and what he threatened and what he said to me. So he's in the middle of the court process now. But um, at that time, 
it's really funny to be able to talk about it so easily. Mm. Mm. At the time it was incredibly traumatic. Um, but now I, I feel it's only a month on, but I've spent years of counselling coming to this point. So I know I've learned how to manage my feelings and my expectations and my behaviours better to cope with things better. Um, I've had some help. So anyway... I ended up living in my car for a few days and then on, on my son's couch um, and I was in a safe house with Women's Refuge for about a week um, before finding my temporary accommodation where I am at right now. So I have a few possessions back, so it's nice to have <laughs> one or two things. Mm. Um, but I miss my other stuff. But uh, it, it's, it's quite confronting leaving with the clothes on your back um, and being told that, Things have been damaged, and your children's babies' photos have been burned. It's it's gonna. I have nothing. So um, during this last month, I've realised what do I actually need? I don't need stuff. Um, I need my people, and I've had some very blessed experiences with my village. Mm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be, have been able to get through this crap. <laughs> um, without my village, you know, the guard and the, and the nurse and the and the cook, <laughs> um, and even just the auntie and all, all the aunties. Mm, <laughs> um, mm. So uh, when the situation went down, I was incredibly embarrassed, and it's um, like the inner workings of mine and my ex's relationship went, wasn't something that I talked about. Um, quite openly because I was really embarrassed, you know, shit's mm. embarrassing mm. Um, when there's um, um, substance abuse and emotional abuse and all this kind of stuff going on. It's not kind of something you want to say, oh, hey, yeah, so I'm a victim of this, um, mostly because I didn't want to feel weak and I felt that admitting admitting trauma and ridicule made me a weak person um, and it wasn't until like now I'm like, actually, I'm going to own that. I was weak for not speaking up uh, and not necessarily speaking up and fighting against someone else, but actually just speaking up for me. Like, you don't get to say that to me and, and get away with it. Mm. I don't deserve to be told that I'm a horrible person. I don't deserve to take this ridicule and, and stuff like this because I'm a good person and I, I, I need what I need to learn and grow and you can't say those things to me anymore. So it was very... In difficult times, it was really hard to kind of divulge those kinds of things. So when all this shit went down, um, the only person I told was my son. And I put him on. I put the ex on speakerphone, so he, I needed to evidence things mm. at that time for the police uh, records and all of that kind of hoo ha. Um, yeah, just be, being in that position of like incredible fear. I like I feared for my life, um, and blows were made like got a big gnarly bruise over here and all of this kind of stuff. So in, in a McDonald's car park, yo. <laughs> so I didn't even have to call the police. Someone else did. So, But um, during all of this uh, situation, I was really embarrassed to admit that all of these things had gone on um, in our relationship. A, when we were together, and even now since we had passed um, and, and, and broken up that these behaviours were still going on and I was still letting someone diminish my flame. Mm. Um so I'd posted something on social media. I can't even remember what it was, uh, but a very dear friend of mine just messaged me. Are you okay? And I was like, 
yeah, he had those light bulb moments. So I just replied, no, no, I'm not. Um, and I told her a little bit of the story about what had happened. She goes, you need to call the aunties. So I don't even really know who the aunties are other than they're awesome. Mm. Um, I know they're probably one of many um, similar organisations uh, around the country just being a first pit stop for people that are in trauma or in need, especially within domestic violence situations, that it can be the first point of call. Um, anyway, so I, she's like, you need to message this auntie and just tell her what's happened. So I messaged this lady on Facebook really late at night and I got a text back, uh, sorry, a message back really quickly. She's like, right, you need to do this. You need to call mm-hmm. this person. Here's their number. Tell them I referred you. Then um, when you talk to the police, you need to ask them for this detail and you have this, you say these exact words because this is what's happened. So um, when I was in a moment of complete frustration and blindness of how to deal with the situation that was going on, um, suddenly I had a plan. It was just a to-do list. So I just did the list. Like um, it was either let him get away with it. Yeah. Or stick up myself and just follow these basic, yeah. simple steps. Call someone. Tell someone this. Ask for that. Um, so I did. Um, I, I haven't been in touch with the, uh, Auntie Jackie um, ever since, and she probably doesn't realise how much um, she helped in that moment of blindness. But from there it led to me being um, able to access support from um, social welfare, um, Shine, is a, another incredible um, domestic violence um, support organisation in Auckland. Um, women's Refuge, the police, counselling, all of this other kind of stuff. So, yeah, I had to seek out my village for that. And I don't know who the heck they, these people were, mm-hmm. but I, I, I didn't know what to do. And I got a list. So I just did the list. Mm. I had to actively go out and do something for myself. Do you reckon that, because I feel like there's, there's this stigma around the fact that you're a woman firstly and then to be abused by your husband and then instead of just coming straight out and being like, hey, that's that's not right, mm. I think a woman's kindness and generosity and heart is like, what's good for my family? Will I look like this and this like this? Oh, you know, absolutely. Th- any of those things come through? Absolutely went through all of those processes. Max um, and I weren't married, but we'd been together long enough that, you know, mm. we called each other those affectionate husbandry, wifey, wifey kind of names and all that kind of shit. Um, but there was, and there still is, because Dickhead was texting me the other day, and we've got a non-association order, kia ora, <laughs> um, screenshot. <laughs> um, just like, why are you being so cruel to me? I'm like, actually, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, there's an expectation still for me to be, the weaker sex mm. uh, against him. I'm like, no, 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 that's not how relationships work, whether we're in a romantic relationship or just a friend yeah, um, kind of relationship. There's a, there's, a, there's a give and take. I'll lean on you when I need to and you can lean on me when you need to. It doesn't go one way the whole side the whole time. So, yeah, there was an expectation on me from him um, to behave in a certain way, to bail him out on various situations that he got himself involved in, all that kind of stuff. But um, when I started sticking up for myself and it just not taking that shit anymore, it was like, you're such a bitch now. I'm like, no, 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 I'm just sticking up for myself. Mm, mm. <laughs> you can't do these things and get away with it. Um, with him, 
I know he doesn't want to be that person. Mm. So I have to, it's really hard to hold anger in, in, in your heart for things like, um, with situations like that when someone aggravates you. Because I know that they don't want to be that. He just doesn't have the tools in his kete to, to understand where he's coming from or how his behaviour is acting to be. To, um, with the situation, with him anyway in particular, I tried different tried forms of communication and everything, but sadly it can't work out. Mm. And I made my peace with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mm. good, but sorry about it, bro. Much love. <laughs> this, is, um, this is not for me anymore. I, I, yeah. Also, talk to me about, because you. I love the phrase that you said, seek um, the village, you know, like yeah. seeking the village of support or seeking um, people who can support you. Yeah. From your perspective, how important is that seeking process? Because I feel like you have talked about um, people not having the, the tools and the kitty yeah. to support you. Um, so, And then at the same time, you also talked about the fact that sometimes – you're so stuck with the resources that you do have that you think you can't actually go and seek something else outside of your outside of your resources. Yeah. So how important is that process for you? Oh, 100%. you got to walk through the fire if you're going to make it through the other side. Mm. Um, I know through the, situa- uh, through the situation and accessing um, organisational support, I had resources. I got given a box of food. I got given a bag of clothes. I got given... A Grace Mullane toiletry bag with like nail polish and lipstick and like a nail file. Oh my god, it was so good. Um, <laughs> the little things. Yeah, when you when you're a, for my situation anyway, I literally left with the clothes on my back. Um, so to have things to look after your bodily needs, you know, I have food, I have a bed now because uh, you know I have a bed, I've got clothes to put on, I can. I got given 20 bucks to put gas in my car, you know, those, those kinds of things. They're like, what actually do I need now? Um, during that process, I'm going to waffle here off, oh. waffle off for a minute, but we'll come back to it. Um, going through those situations, time alone was enforced on me uh, to actually contemplate thine own navel um, <laughs> and, and figure out what the fuck was going on up, upstairs and what do I need to overcome this. Um, this situation because, yeah, I deserve better. Mm. So, uh, how dare you make me scared for my life? Like, mm. how, how, how dare you tell me that I'm not who I am? Like, I am who I am. You can't, you can't dispute who I am. Mm. Um, and I've spent lots of years and lots of money on counselling and <laughs> and wines with the friends um, about becoming my own person and being okay with it. So mm. when you're confronted with those situations, it was really um, important for me to take a few moments to myself. Turned out that it was like a few, uh, you know, quite some time, whether it's a few days or moments or years or whatever, you, you've got to come to that moment. It was like, I want better for myself. Um, I was fortunate that I had the first village I reached out to was my physical needs. Um, and then past that, I started when I realised oh, I actually just I need a fix inside of me. Um, well, not fix, because I didn't feel broken. Mm. I, I felt stabbed. Um, how, how, do, how do I heal me? Um, so I went back to my village that fills my heart and I started messaging a friend about what had happened. And she's like, oh, my God, do you need anything? I was like, no, I actually have everything I need. What I need is just to tell someone. Um, what I need is just to talk through 
this with someone. Um, one of my friends goes, what do you need? I was like, I need a, I need KFC. Priorities. <laughs> 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 Well, at the time it wasn't necessarily about KFC itself, but I needed to get out of the physical space that I was mm. in and I needed to spend some time with a friend talking shit about shit. Um, yeah. I needed a break. A bit of a break. Yeah, yeah. and a bit of salt and grease never goes astray either. I just needed that a familial experience. And so we went out for KFC. Y'all wicked wings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I totally. But I had to seek that out. Yeah, like if. For me, anyway, in my own lived experience, I, I found when I need to fill the cup, uh, I need to fill it with my my village or my people, mm. um, and so I, you have to seek those people out. Mm. Or, uh, if, if someone responds, if someone saw something that I posted, hey, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not, and actually be able to say, no, I'm not okay. Mm. Um, I, I found great strength in becoming vulnerable um, and sharing my vulnerable side with trusted people or even some that I don't trust, just taking a punt. Mm. Yeah, just um, that that shows authentic, Kate. Mm. Um, yeah. No, because you also talk about jumping in the deep end. Oh, yeah. What is that? What, what? Tell me that, because I, I feel like as soon as you said it to me, I was already like, <laughs> "What the fuck? What? How do I do this?" Yeah, uh, it's. I'm, I'm happy to say it's a familial trait that I've been brought up around. My dad was awesome. Um, shout out, dad. Shout out, dad. Um, he would um let us hammer nails into anything and, and do that be very curious mm. in our learning growing up. So we were always like, right, you're the first ones up the tree or I'm going to push you in the Waikato River. Yo, I jumped off the other <laughs> side. Of, I jumped off Common Drive Bridge, yo. What? <laughs> yeah, that was like what we did on Saturdays. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, mean bombs. <laughs> um, but, but that um, veracity and kind of chasing experience, literally jumping into a deep end to learn how to swim, I, I found – that those moments, when I have those moments, have become great um, sources of strength for myself. And this is just through my own learning. Like, I know that not everybody has that kind of stuff, but I felt that when I, I need to learn something or when a difficult time happens, there's nothing like a deep end to teach you how to swim. Mm. you got to, you know, the, like walking through the fire to, to come out the other side. There's a, there's a wall there. I have to get through it. Yeah. The easiest way to get through it is to get through it, mm. meet the challenge head on. Just, um, And I've enjoyed making that my personal brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, the, the person I want to be is, is is fierce and voracious in pursuing things that are good for me because mm. I deserve that. Yeah, I, I, I want goodness in my life and fuck me if I don't get it because I'm going to chase it. So, mm. Yeah, so that's my thing about throwing myself in the deep end or like just live things fearlessly and being authentic and being vulnerable mm. when it's not a wise decision. I'm like, no, I'm going to make an educated guess here. I've just started seeing this guy who's amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, shout out to him. <laughs> woof, shout woof. out to him. Shout out to the Viking. Wow. Um, wow. But just uh, again, the same vein, just 
showing vulnerable vulnerability and creating that that trust and companionship there. It's important mm. to me to do that. Mm. So you know what? I'm all in. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Keep busy. Do the <laughs> do the thing. Mm. If there's a thing mm. in front of you, do the thing. Yeah. I feel like everyone's relating on that on their all spectrums. Um, okay, and so on so many different levels too. Like it could be as simple as like getting out of bed that day. Oh yo. My goal for the twenty twenty is to learn how to reverse a trailer. <laughs> oh straight up, yo. Fair it, it is the one thing I want to do. So if there's a trailer with mm. yeah, attached onto a van or a truck or a car or a quad bike or whatever, I'm gonna learn how to do that because mm. I I want that. Yeah. Why shouldn't I go after it? All right. So Kelsey, what's your thing? This podcast. This podcast is Yo. no. Now this podcast is within your range. What is? The, I feel like no, you. Knew- but it wasn't three months ago. Really? No. 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 Okay. Okay. No. Like, I, I've never done a podcast before this was not within my range i knew that i had the connections to the people who had the skills to make it a reality mm. that's all but you need. i didn't have those skills i didn't know what this like leverly thing is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but that's all right you got the tools and the kit to yeah. pursue that mm. and like today's a pretty good example of i don't know what happened there but i figured it out <laughs> yeah um and now we can like carry on with the corridor and just keep going. So this podcast was like, mm. and it was like a brainchild. And then three days later, I talked to Joe. And then like, what two months later, we're now. Yo, well, that's here. badass. Yeah, yeah. So like, this was definitely okay, just okay. do the thing. Yeah, I would drop a colloquialism on you that um, one of my very first employers um, did, and he still says it to this day. I'll try and do it in his voice. Mm. And he's a heavy smoker. So, hey. Hey, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> um, the raspy uh, he, He's just got so many mantras that, and they run through my mind constantly because it was a really positive experience at the beginning of my career. And some difficult times too, but um, the overall thing was uh, if you, aim for Mount Everest because if, you if you're only able to get to Mount Cook, fuck, that's still a beautiful view anyway. But mm. why shouldn't you aim for Everest the first time? Yeah. It just doesn't mean that the other – Things that we aim for in mm-hmm. life, just because we haven't, you know, got into 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 that sports team or mm. uh, into that career or something. Mm-hmm. So actually, this other th- this other pathway in my life has equivalent and equally valuable heart to me as well. So yeah, yeah. What's yours, Joe? <sighs> science. I don't speak science. Oh, and I, I think, love logic. and see, to me, I, I want to, oh, so you speak science? A little bit of science. Yeah. Or signs. Science. Science. Yeah. I may or may not have once had a t-shirt that said, I heart, and it was the Microsoft Excel logo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so you be formulas. <laughs> <laughs> As me. <laughs> no, I think science science is a beautiful thing, and I think that because I'm I was raised and conditioned um, through a um, religious perspective, I'm like now now I'm like jumping into spirituality, and I feel like there's a bridge between spirituality and science 100%. that needs to that needs to be hap- like that needs to happen. And I'm at th- I'm at that phase. Yeah, the the whole spirituality sphere is made just because somebody hasn't written a document about it doesn't mean it doesn't surely exist. we can get someone to do that for us. Mm. Mm. 
like rather than me doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just because it hasn't been documented in a certain time of type of format. It is to say that that's not a real thing. Because mm-hmm. it, it feels real in my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, if I feel sadness or sorrow or joy or love, that's real. Yeah. Just because I don't it have... hasn't been evidenced by mm. a, a meter with a little wavy red arm <laughs> doesn't mean that those things don't exist. It's, um, mm. Yeah. All right. So what does ideal support look like for you? So like zooming out from from all the um, positive and negative experiences you've had with support with your different communities, mm-hmm. what would for, for one of those communities or, or otherwise in general, what does ideal support look like for you? Ideal support for me looks like the one that I've sought out. Mm-hmm. Um, Carry on. Go further. I feel like, like that's some juice. Um, if you don't know what you're looking for, how are you going to find it? Like, if if do you if if there's something missing in your life, go and go you know go and look for that or um, like um, and if it's not there, create it and build it. Like we're all mm. capable of building our own our own village and building and forging new relationships and reading and singing and crying and all of those kind of things that give us um, beauty and education and all of that kind of stuff. Just. Mm. Um, the the perfect support is one that suits me, and one that suits me, I have to know what I want. Mm. So that it may not be in one person, and it may not be in one thing. I don't. I think it's really difficult to put all that pressure on one person that you say your best friend or, so, or mm. a relative or something. Mm-hmm, where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you are the one thing that saves me. Oh my god, that's so be- much because pressure. That, because it's uh, it's not the thing. It's like you. You are of the people that came before you. Mm-hmm. You are of the people around you. You're not, we're not just single entities. The, the, uh, Intersectionality. Yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 yeah. The holding hands between, you know, spiritual and temporal things. It's not, it's, sometimes the wisdom is in ourselves and we just needed to give ourselves the permission to to find it or Go to on. speak it. Yeah. It's, uh, um, Finding some inner peace has been, or even not inner peace, sometimes it's in a conflict, but you find those um, self-reflection to know who you are as a person, to be able to understand what you need. Mm. Uh, I, I, yeah, I found that that's, that's my thing. Mm. And to be able to give it back. When you're feeling shit, do something nice for someone else. Because if you can't it's smile, it's actually really important that you make other people smile, even if it's just like make a cup of tea for someone. Mm. Put the dishes on, you know. <laughs> yeah. You never know what everyone else is going through. Yeah, that sharing of energy is very important to me. Yeah, it's how you build your relationships with people. So. Mm. I'm so like. I'm just so grateful that you're willing to come through and and have these conversations and share your experiences mm. because I think there's so many people that would just be like, oh, no, nah, like a bit too fuckamata come through and actually, you know, have an honest conversation and be vulnerable. Yeah, um, Being vulnerable has become one of my greatest strengths mm. because I want it to be. Um, oh, I'm going to cry. Go there. <laughs> right, go there, go there. Um, I want to be a better person. I want to. I want to feel good about myself. I want to 
love the people that I'm with and you can't do that without loving yourself and, and accepting all the shit things that you don't like about yourself. And he said, no, I want better for myself. This doesn't matter at the, at the moment, but I'm going to forge ahead with the, these plans in my life because I'm worth it and you're worth it. So um, just putting yourself out there has been um, a great moment, a, a great source of, source of strength for me and incredibly terrifying um, and important for me. And I know that everyone's not the same. That we, we will, uh, all of our paths and journeys are quite different. But I found it very important for me to find my 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 peace with being authentic. Kate mm. is incredibly important to me. Mm. And so I wear it on the sleeve. And you also invite everyone else to do so as well, just by just um, being authentic. Kate, people literally. are fun. People are awesome. It's like. If I'm thinking something sassy, why shouldn't I say it? Yes! You know? mm. <laughs> it's like, authentic Kate doesn't always have to be science yeah. or business. Authentic Kate can be a real fucking dick sometimes and like say some really <laughs> crass <laughs> jokes, you know. But authentic Kate is really important to me because that's who I am. And mm. it's important to me to be honest to myself. And if that means being vulnerable, then I'll wear that. Mm. But by you being like willing to be vulnerable, you're giving others permission to do the same. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, that's how we connect with people. Yeah, because you, you you don't just say hello. I'm going to trust you today between the hours of one and two. <laughs> <laughs> just, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, we are who we are, and mm. uh, being vulnerable allows you to connect with people at that at that heart mm. value. Mm. Yeah, like if you don't have it with yourself, sometimes you just need a a small interaction with a stranger on the street. Hey man, how's it going? Like chatting at the bus. I chat with people on the train all the time. Mm. Just and it's, sometimes it's just nice to have a chat mm. and then walk away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really good to walk away sometimes, but <laughs> just like yeah, it's the type of person I want to be. Mm. Yeah, it's the type of person you are. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you already have everything you need. <laughs> Well, everyone has already. Everyone has most of the things that they need. Sometimes mm. we just need to like beef up our toolkit, mm. just mm. Or, or or learn something new, or or lend someone else our tools. You know. Mm. <laughs> 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 All right. So in the Far Q podcast, we we know that there's many many topics mm. that are in the far the furthest Q. Yeah. So f- you using your intellectual property, what are some topics that you'd like to bring to the front and have a corridor like honest conversations about? Oh yo. Like, and you sort of run down through your list, <laughs> like run down my list of things that I want to talk about. I would quite or that you think society needs to be mm. talking about. Oh yo, colonialism, race relations. One hundred. Um, legalize it, Fano. Vote yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, mental health system. Mm. Um, and not necessarily just the system as as a healthcare provider, uh, but the mental health system that we manage in ourselves, um, and and, and our networks. Uh, yeah, untolds. Yeah, untolds. Mm. Those are all quite political issues, I realise, but those, those, <laughs> are, 
uh, <laughs> they're all at the forefront of my mind and things that are quite important. And mm. I see direct, uh, direct impacts of failures in any part affecting me and my friends, and that's mm. not cool. Mm. That but, hit deep. That, yeah, that one yeah. hit deep. Yeah, it's not cool. I need to say something about it. I don't know what I could say because I'm not in that highly educated in all of those spaces, but I see that there's a need for someone and for someone to find some answers. Why shouldn't I ask a question mm. um, of, of like onus and responsibility of if I uh, if we're all here trying to like live our lives to be better people to ourselves and each other. What's wrong with that thing over there that's mm. stopping us from doing that? Mm. And why aren't we talking about that? And why aren't we fixing it? And why aren't we putting some love and energy into that space? Just um, oh, you're so affirming. Like I'm just so fucking validated <laughs> just listening to you. Only because you, <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. You literally oh. drive home mm. the, the undercore, like my my core values and philosophies. Oh, I'm I'm quite opinionated tonight. <laughs> I've come to acknowledge that I am. <laughs> to who? Or are you just intelligent? No, I'm not, I'm not intelligent. I rely on the intelligence around me because I don't hold all the information. I don't mm. hold that knowledge. There's a collective knowledge and, mm-hmm. and strength from everybody's information and everybody's lived experience that far supersedes my own. Why? Mm. How could I ever call that mine? Yeah. It's... It's my village over there, yeah. and they got me. Yeah. So, I see you. Let's get together and have a corridor about X, Y, Z. Mm. Those things are important to me and my village. How does it make you feel to know that you have that village? Uh, Standing with you and going through all these experiences with loved. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very loved. We love you. Aww. I feel important and I feel valuable to myself. Mm. Mm. It's an incredible gift. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm important to me. Mm. Fuck those haters. Mm. I like who I am and my village lets me feel that. I fucking love your village. <laughs> I fucking love your village. I love my village too. My, like our villages are all like extended networks. It's not just my inner family and friends. Mm. Mm. Um, it's the lady at the bakery who <laughs> makes really nice chicken and avocado <laughs> sandwiches. Hey, oh come God. on, come on. But like, it's walk- really important. <laughs> it's important, Mahi. But I... Like, I know this bakery, I can walk in and she's like, oh, hey, Kate, how are you? Mm. Oh, but you, you, so you, know what I, you know what I mean? And, and it's not, like, the, the people that we make authentic connections with, it's like, actually, I feel like she's asking me, mm. how are you today? I'm like, actually, I'm I'm a bit shit. Oh, here, have your favourite chicken and avocado <laughs> sandwich. I'm like, thanks, sister. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not just our immediately immediate family and friends. It's all those that we come into contact with and... Show our authentic selves to. Yeah. All right. So, what's one advice that you'd give yourself um, when 
all the chips are down and you're feeling absolutely fucking like the world's against you how do you show up to um, to yourself and what's one advice that you would try and keep in mind so that you can remind yourself jeez that's not a hard question is it all is it joseph (laughs) hey we're in the deep middle name monisa (laughs) joseph deep (laughs) monisa Uh, the chips are low. What what is the mantra? What you've you've spoken that your boss had mantras, but what is Kate's mantra? I deserve better. <laughs> I deserve better. I deserve not to feel like shit. I deserve better. I deserve better. Get the fuck up. Make your list. Do the list. <laughs> yeah. I deserve better. Fucking work hard to get it. Mm. Face some demons. I can slay them. Oh, yo. Dragon Ball Z styles. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched Dragon Ball Z. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what was your vision then? <laughs> go there. She's she, yeah, you we know. Go we there. can see go it on your there. face. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> which yes. one was your favourite? Yeah, which one? Michelangelo. <laughs> I liked Raphael's sassiness. Mm. I love Raphael. Yeah, um, but Michelangelo, he was the dude. Mm. Yeah, he was the dude. But my favourite character on the show was always Shredder. Dude, his cape. Yeah, he did look slick. Or he did look slick he in his outfits. And he had to deal with idiots at work. So. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. Right, thank you for coming. We really like we we love you. Thank we you for letting me cry you. with you. I know. I'm like, <laughs> we need to get some tissues in here because I am like legit actually cried. Um, but like honestly, the not bravery because that is it's not that. No, it's your ability to be vulnerable and your willingness to be vulnerable with us and then with the people that are listening as well. Like, well, I'm bigger than you know. We're all bigger than just ourselves. Mm. We're the people that we're connected to. Is like wisdom yeah. isn't something that's just you know filed away. It's it it, it it's the, like a narco. It, you know it grows. It, it mm. burns. It's a seed. Mm. Like <sighs> wisdom and that, that shared experience. Like doesn't have to be so secular. Yeah, we're all part of the same. I, I fully one hundred percent believe it, and because I need it to be so mm. to keep me calm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, that's the reality that you have to create. Yeah. As well. Well, that's what I want from life. That's mm. what I'm living. So, thank you. For, if people want to like get in contact with you or yeah. want to like follow you on socials, plug yourself in. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, I'm on socials. Kate Hanara and Kate is spelled K H A Y T. I would love to say I blame my hippie parents, but it's kind of a long story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm on Insta. Uh, at your face is Molly, one word. <laughs> Do we want to talk about that name? Or uh, what's, yep. what's that? When we were kids, my brother made up an imaginary person. We used to ask my parents, "Do you know Molly Hoffy?" And my nan was like, "Ah, uh, yeah, I think I do." <laughs> she was Scottish. Mm. Yeah, I think I remember. I think <laughs> I remember Molly. And it was a completely imaginary person that we made up. So like, that was our oh, that was like our family joke. Mm. <laughs> um. It's not a drug reference. Because yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that's what, what I, I thought. thought. I was no, like, I was, okay, what's this yeah, was was like, That it, must have been an experience. Mm. <laughs> this way, I joined up on Instagram before Molly was called Molly. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, she, you just literally did a throwback. Yeah. All the way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show my age here, guys. <laughs> Get me yeah. some eye cream. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, you can catch up with us on Instagram as well at FarQ Podcast. Um, and again, thank you, Kate, for coming through. We, we yeah. appreciate you. We thank you for having Naka. me on. I miss you guys. Yeah, mm. you're my family. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. All right. Hey. Fuck you too. Fuck you. Okay. Come on, fuck us, fuck us, fuck us. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you.